This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You just not got a free shot. All these networks lying about the people. The people had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big line? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. Warrior. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Getter has arrived. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. The now famous Twitter files have proven beyond all doubt that the corrupt officials at the FBI have been coordinating a massive censorship, surveillance, and propaganda campaign against the American people and, frankly, against me. In the most recent and notorious example, the FBI worked to stop the truth from being told about the Biden family's criminality. They worked so hard to stop it from coming out and the corruption prior to the 2020 election. They didn't want any bad information to come out about the Biden family. The fix was in, the election was rigged, but the censorship of the laptop from hell is only the beginning of the story about the weaponization of government against free speech. We must have free speech in our country. We must have a fair and free press. As recent reporting shows, the FBI and other rogue agencies have been systematically colluding with former national security officials placed in high positions at Twitter and very likely other companies to advance their censorship regime, which is really, in this case, to steal an election. This anti-American effort, and a very illegal effort at that, has been working to silence dissenting opinions on COVID and crucial issues on public health and on the election and elections in the future. They suppress doctors and health experts who dared to question approved public health narratives. They censored voices who criticized school closures, lockdowns, and mandates. And they even banned people simply for stating proven scientific facts. And anything bad about China, they didn't want out. But anything bad about Biden and the Biden crime family, and that's what it was, just look at the laptop from hell, they didn't want that coming out under any circumstances. What they wanted coming out was anything bad about your favorite president, me. Anything bad about Trump, put it out, even if it's not true. But this all had nothing to do with science. This had nothing to do with saving lives. It had everything to do with politics or a sick ideology. This was about government working with powerful corporations to seize power over you, the American people. And we can't let that continue. The Twitter files prove that we urgently need my plan to dismantle the illegal censorship regime. 
a regime like nobody's ever seen in the history of our country or most other countries for that matter, to prosecute the perpetrators for their crimes and to restore free speech for all Americans. So important. We need a free press. We need free speech. We need fair elections and we need borders. The new Congress should immediately hold hearings to investigate the role of the FBI and other federal agencies in censoring lawful speech. Congressional leaders should promptly issue subpoenas in furtherance of this goal. The revelations also highlight why my proposal to end the revolving door between the deep state, and there is a deep state indeed. I wasn't a believer, but everybody's a believer right now. And the tech tyrants is so important. There must be a seven-year cooling-off period before any employee of these powerful agencies is allowed to take a job at a major platform. When I'm president, we will take back our freedoms. We will take back our country. Welcome to the War Room. It is Thursday, January 12th, Year of Our Lord 2023. If you haven't figured out by now, we have a different host. I'm certainly not Steve Bannon. I'm Natalie Winters filling in today for the first hour. And we have Congressman Matt Gates joining us to host the show in the second hour. Uh, we have a packed show for you today. I really wanted to start the show with, you know, some cold open of footage of, you know, one of Joe Biden's many mansions being raided by the FBI for classified documents being discovered uh, at the Penn Biden Center, the same treatment that Trump got. But unfortunately, because we live under the Biden regime, uh, a place, a country where the rule of law no longer exists. Instead, we have full-blown weaponization of our three-letter agencies all the way from the FBI to the GO DOJ to the DHS to the CIA. I don't know if we'll ever get to play a cold open like that. Um, but in the meantime, today we have Jack Posobiec joining us soon to talk about the latest with the classified documents. We'll also have Monica Crowley coming on to talk about the classified documents, what's the latest with Janet Yellen, and of course, Naomi Wolf to talk about COVID-19 vaccines. But real quick, before we bring in Jack Posobiec, I want to address a story that I broke early this morning that has to do not just with Joe Biden, not just with the classified documents or the University of Pennsylvania, but particularly and specifically, and I would argue nefariously, an individual that you probably know all too well, someone by the name of Hunter Biden. I was sleuthing around uh, Hunter Biden's hard drive last night to try to tie him to what we've seen kind of unfold which is, of course, classified documents. We're now up to two batches of these documents being found, one at the Penn Biden Center's D.C. office, the other at an unnamed location, which Jack Posobiec will hopefully provide us with some insight into. Uh, but what's so interesting is that this uh, actually an email that I had discovered on Hunter Biden's hard drive actually shows that in 2016, Hunter Biden, his father, who was vice president at the time, held a meeting with an individual, and this is a name you need to get familiar with, by the name of Amy Gutman. Now, why is Amy Gutman so important? Because she was the president of University of Pennsylvania at the time. Since uh, the Biden regime has taken over, she got a cushy gig as ambassador to Germany. I'm sure there's no conflicts of interest there, despite the fact that she was one of the key people that hid any substantive investigations into Chinese money flowing into the Penn Center at Biden. But I think the this really, rather the Biden Center at Penn. Um, but I think this really shows you how Hunter Biden, someone who we know was engaged in business activities with the spy chief of China, 
his words, not mine, uh, someone who was wholly compromised by the Chinese Communist Party and basically any country that was willing to give him money, um, was taking meetings at the White House with none other than his father, Vice President Joe Biden, and the president of the University of Pennsylvania. If you go to warroom.org, you can read the whole story, and you'll see not only does Hunter Biden's ex-wife refer to Amy Gutman as someone that she and her, her former husband are, quote, very close to, you can see that Hunter Biden was also responsible for planning and plotting dinners in Washington, D.C. to honor Amy Gutman. And if you remember, Hunter Biden's role in, you know, what is called the Biden Family Crime Syndicate uh, was really whining and dining all of their clients, right? He was sort of the front man. So it's certainly an interesting tie to be able to link uh, the chaos that unfolded at the Penn Biden Center. And I don't just mean because they pushed globalism and closer relationships with the Chinese Communist Party, but with regards to classified documents, uh, being present at their D.C. offices that we can tie Hunter Biden to it. But I want to bring Jack Posobiec in um, just in a sec, because it's really interesting to, I think, analyze how this classified document story is impacting the Biden White House on a political level. We had Cash Patel on yesterday talking about how this is sort of an attack, he would argue, from the Susan Rice wing uh, of the White House to sort of stymie a potential second term from Joe Biden. Uh, and I was up early this morning, and it was sort of shocking, but the lead on CNN was Biden's troubles over classified docs may spiral into political crisis. Not Breitbart, not War Room, CNN. So Jack, if, if you're here, if you're down the line, uh, if you could sort of just, I think, bring, just bring us up to speed on what the latest is. Specifically, we have a New York Times article documenting how there's now a second batch of documents that have been uncovered. How does this play in uh, to the larger story? And more importantly, why won't they tell us where exactly the second batch of documents was uncovered? I just got to say thanks so much for having me on today. And I want to say congratulations to you on the hosting gig. Uh, <laughs> you're doing a fantastic job running the show. This is your first time guest hosting the War Room. Is that right? I think so. I think it's the first woman to ever host War Room. So the first it's a pretty woman. exciting day. Uh -oh. <laughs> We're breaking the glass ceiling. I, know. You know, I remember... <laughs> when Steve started the show, and I, this was back in the Raheem days, they used to have a rule about no women in the war room. So it used to be women could come in via guest, but you could not be personally in the war room. That was a whole thing. Natalie, you've done the yeoman's work in on the Chinese Communist Party, on the infiltration, on the elite merger that we've seen. So congratulations to you. By the way, your whole cold open about Amy Gutman there. So I've known Amy Gutman since about 2009. And what people need to understand is that when she was the president of UPenn, she was instrumental in bringing the Chinese Communist Party and Chinese officials to that campus, specifically members of the ruling elites, members of business, the amount of amounts of money that went through. So Amy Gutman, of course, instrumental in setting up what? The Penn Biden Center. Now she's given this sweetheart deal as the ambassadorship to Germany. Uh, just, you know, one of those things that that she's going to be given because of her work for the Biden family, not because of any diplomatic acumen on her part. But we're also seeing now, we're also seeing that what I can tell you is that in those days, it was always Amy Gutman's relationship with who? 
Dr. Jill Biden, that when Biden was the vice president, they would be out at every uh, society ball together. They would be out whining and dining. It was always Amy and Jill, Amy and Jill. So she's one of Jill Biden's best friends in terms of all of this. And when the when he was vice president, Biden would come to a UPenn campus all the time and host uh, roundtables and decisions and all of these different um, organizations bringing where the Chinese Communist Party together with, at the time, the Obama administration. So we're seeing now these classified documents for a second location. And interestingly enough, not a single member of the press will tell us where that second location was, this nefarious second location. You know, it's amazing to me because whenever I work with sources, you know, if someone says to me, hey, we found something, well, the first thing I'm going to say is, okay, what did you find? And that where's your five W's? And then number two, where'd you find it? They said, well, it's, it's a location associated with Joe Biden. What exactly does that mean, a location associated with Joe Biden? Because Natalie, it seems to me like they're trying to protect something, like potentially try to protect the fact that it may not just have been associated with Joe Biden, that it may have also been associated with Hunter Biden. Well, that I think dovetails very nicely with the story I put out today. Um, and you're certainly right. It's curious that they would withhold the location. You know, they had discovered these documents before the midterm elections. So definitely some election interference going on there. The fact that they withheld this story. Now it's certainly curious timing that they're continuing to find these documents. I know the, I would say, most common refrain of the Biden regime is probably Joe Biden saying, you know, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. And most times we take him at his word because that sort of seems to be the modus operandi of how the Biden regime works. But in this case, and we have about a minute and a half till break, do you think Joe Biden knew what was going on? Do you think Joe Biden knew these classified documents were there? Well, the question for me isn't necessarily what Biden knew. The question is what type of operations were being run, because in the same way that we we were able to report first that the FBI was going after the Russiagate documents that Trump withheld, um, from turning back over so he would retain a copy for his own records. We need to know what were the contents of these documents? What was being shared at? Did this have to relate to the Maidan coup that took place in Ukraine 2013, 2014? Does it have to do also with Russiagate? Because we're told UK documents were kept in the 2016 timeframe. We need to know what these, uh, what the contents of these do classified documents were, at least in a, in a vague sense. I'm not saying that we need classified information out there, but we also need to know who else had access to these locations? Because we know that Hunter Biden maintained an office in the House of Sweden out there in Georgetown where he asked for four sets of keys be made for it. Himself, his father, his mother, four set extra sets, his father, his stepmother, a Chinese businessman, and his uncle. All extra sets of keys for Hunter Biden's office. All right, Jack, if you can hang out, uh, hang out with us through the break, we're going to get into more into this, but also I want to touch on Ukraine. Uh, all right, awesome. And we will be back uh, very shortly. Like I said, we're going to be getting into Ukraine, the corruption that continues overseas, though it doesn't seem like we have to go that far to find corruption. We can look right here uh, at our own nation's capital. Will the lack of a red wave during the midterms lead to a more emboldened Biden? more wasteful government spending, higher taxes, the deepening of inflation? And how do you protect your hard-earned savings from chaotic financial markets? The answer, by diversifying your retirement savings with real physical precious metals with Birch Gold Group. Text Bannon to 989898 for a free info kit on protecting your savings with gold in a tax-sheltered account. 
Birch Gold has almost 20 years' experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metal IRAs. Text Bannon to 989898 and claim your free, no-obligation info kit. Don't let the left devalue your savings. Own physical gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account from Birch Gold. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands and thousands of satisfied customers. Text Bandit to 989898 and secure your future with gold. Do it today. Take action. Use your agency. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. You know, Republicans were called, I think, traitors terrorists, you know, any any word in the book uh, for stopping Congress from being able to get to work, right? The 20 brave people who held out uh, to make sure that, first of all, McCarthy wouldn't become speaker. We narrowly lost that fight, but to really fight for the American people to make sure that Congress represents our interests and not those of the lobbyists or the Chinese Communist Party. Now, all of those people who use those nasty words to describe the representatives that you and I probably hold nearest and dearest to our hearts, why were they so concerned? What did they really want to get to work to do? Well, apparently, they wanted to put busts of Volodymyr Zelensky uh, into the Capitol. That was one of their most pressing legislative priorities to get done within the first days, really the first week of Congress. There was a resolution introduced, I believe it was just yesterday, directing the Fine Arts Board to obtain a bust of the President of Ukraine, Volodymyr Zelensky, for display in the House of Representatives wing of the United States Capitol. As if $100 billion wasn't enough to satisfy Ukraine. Now we need a bust of him. I saw someone comment on Twitter that maybe they should put a little slot in the head uh, for some more donations for people who are visiting the Capitol. I think that's a great idea. Um, But there's really been, I think, no one who's really been more up to date on what's going on in Ukraine um, than Jack Basovic, of course, a former naval intelligence officer. Um, And you know that I want to get to the Ukraine first America last strategy um, of America's Navy. But before we get into that, uh, you flagged for my attention a really interesting New York Times piece that, of course, ties to Ukraine and what the Biden family was doing there. Um, So can you explain how the New York Times, which I'm sure comes as no surprise to anyone, um, but really is kind of serving as a PR shop for the Biden family, um, defending them from what's going on in Ukraine before we get in uh, to really the alarming state of America's military thanks to Ukraine? Well, America's military unreadiness. No, Natalie, so what the New York Times has done is what I call backdoor reporting. And so they're backdoor reporting the emails from the Hunter Biden laptop, which you and I have talked about and the war room audience knows for the past three years, because what they're doing here is they're finally reporting. If you dig deep, by the way, this is the way you have to read any article from CNN, New York Times or The Washington Post. I've learned this tactic. You have to go down to the middle because that's where the actual facts are and then start reading and then maybe go back to the beginning and read the end. But if you go to the middle of this article, what is it? What does it lay out? It lays out that President Biden, when he was vice president, attended meetings with Vadim Pajarsky, who was the Ukrainian oligarch associated with Burisma that were set up by Hunter Biden. He also attended meetings with members of BHR Capital, where? In Beijing, China, while they're on official business. These were Hunter Biden's partners in the CCP, in this financial deal that they were trying to put together. He also attended meetings in the White House, invited Hunter Biden's Chinese business partner there, that were attended by Hu Jintao at the time, the chairman of the Chinese Communist Party. 
and then responded on official White House letterhead. So all of these absolute bombshells in their own respect, but they're only reported in the middle of the article. And the rest of the article goes and does this backdoor PR for Hunter Biden saying, well, you know, there's a prosecution and a Delaware investigator might make a a decision on it. It's going to be coming very soon. But it turns out it's really just about some business expenses. It's really just about some issue. Well, oh, I'm sorry, because you just put the head of the Trump organization, their CFO, Weiselberg, just got sent to Rikers over business expenses. So we're going to. So is that same standard going to go for Hunter Biden? Send Hunter Biden to Rikers, too, if that's what you're going for. Then they're saying, well, he, you know, he owed this two million in back taxes. But the IRS, when they announced the investigation, he got some L.A you know, wealthy Democrat to go pay for the whole thing for him. The whole thing is an absolute mess. But you have to understand from the perspective of a New York Times reader, this is the first time that you may have understood or heard any of this information. And they're giving them the ability then to respond to anybody that's in this war room posse that's been listening to human events daily, that's going, that's sharing everything out on the Telegram channels, on Getter, etc. Because we've had the facts for years now. This is finally their pitiful, very pitiful attempt to try to respond because we know at the end of the day what's going to happen is that this is going to be swept under the table. And here's the thing, folks. It's not hypocrisy. It's hierarchy. When you're a Democrat, they let you do it. Well, look, they're they're so scared. I mean, that that's apparent. And I think they're scared of these looming congressional investigations. And I'd say to the Biden family, uh, a New York Times PR puff piece ain't going to cut it when Representative Comer's coming for your financial transactions and subpoenaing not just Hunter Biden, but his, his uh, Joe Biden's brothers, too. You know, you got the, the whole family crime syndicate. Uh, I don't think a New York Times article is going to be a good enough defense. Um, right you know, on, right funny. on, right on. <laughs> Back, uh, I think it was during uh, the DNC, there was a, a video, this you know montage that they depicted the Biden family as you know happy family, a paragon of normalcy in America, and Hunter Biden is quoted in it saying. Everything we do, we do as a family, uh, and nothing <laughs> could be more true from business transactions to I who knows what. Agree and I, more. I won't get into that on my first episode uh, hosting War Room, but there was a story that came out yesterday, um, and you are a former naval intelligence officer, so I immediately thought of you when I read it. I saw it first on the Post Millennial, and uh, I think it's probably the the epitome of America last foreign policy and Ukraine first foreign policy. And what I mean by that um, is that you had a, a very high up, I believe it was, if not the Secretary of the Navy, um, saying essentially that at the pace with which we're going with funding the Ukraine conflict, uh, six months from now, given supply chain issues, we may have to choose arming or, or supplying Ukraine's Navy uh, with, with weapons, with materials, over that of the United States. So as a former naval intelligence officer, I just want you to kind of unpack that for a second, because for someone well, like think, me who doesn't necessarily know that Secretary, much about that realm, I, I read that and my jaw dropped to the floor. I mean, I don't put much past our globalist Del ruling Toro. class in terms of putting America last, but this is so in your face, so in your face. It's outrageous. What say you? I think Secretary Del Toro is right. You know, I think that it's true. We do face an alarming situation. Do we arm our own Navy or do we arm the Ukrainian Navy? And the answer is simple. We need to give the Ukrainian Navy as many ships as possible as we need. Just run down the American flag, hoist up the blue and gold of the Ukrainian uh, of the Ukrainian nation, give them, I mean, submarines, 
give them aircraft carriers. I think we should give them, you know, entire, and by the way, entire complements of the, they're going to need the fighters for the aircraft carriers as well. So why aren't we giving them as well to the Ukrainian Navy? We should be handing over as much of the United States Navy, as much of our defense capabilities for the United States, particularly, by the way, I mean, I don't know. I'll just pick a fleet, you know, at random. Why don't we give them the United States Seventh Fleet, the Seventh Fleet that's supposed to be uh, home ported and forward based in Japan and Yokosuka? I mean, we'll just give them there. And so the Chinese Communist Party, if they want to respond to Taiwan, well, they can have that too. Because after all, what does the U.S. government yeah. stand for other than the interests of foreign nations? Well, speaking of that, it's so wild that the Pentagon announced yesterday uh, that Ukrainian military forces, I think 90 to 100 of them, would be coming here to train in Oklahoma um, how to use the missile defense system. Uh, so I'd say that's, again, the epitome of America last as America's facing economic carnage at home. But let's keep plowing hundreds of billions of dollars, getting our fine arts commissions to put busts of Zelensky. Maybe we could put his head next to Fauci uh, in the Capitol. And then finally, maybe uh, the globalist ruling class would be content. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, Jack. I always make sure to tune into your podcast human events daily if you could just give us your coordinates where everyone can find you and stay up to date on the stories we just discussed yeah of course natalie we're going to have dr taylor marshall on later today and of course coming up later here on real america's voice we're going to be talking about this hidden letter from pope benedict that has just been released posthumously as well as the writings of cardinal pell who passed but we knew have new writings that have been released from him that's all going to come out 10 p.m here on real america's voice human events daily of course drops on apple podcast on rumble everywhere you can get your coordinates we try to do war room uh in, with with a little bit of a less time so our our motto of course is always be good be brief be gone natalie again congratulations you're doing a great job you are crushing it here on the war room thank you so much for joining us now we have just a few minutes before we're going to go to break and i want to bring naomi wolf in quickly if we have her up um, but just to talk about what the Biden regime uh, is doing when it comes to the COVID-19 pandemic, people may remember that the Atlantic notoriously called for pandemic amnesty. And of course, all these bureaucrats like Anthony Fauci, although I guess I should say, thankfully, former bureaucrats like Anthony Fauci have wanted this pandemic to continue because they know once the pandemic ends, that's when the investigations begin. But the HHS actually just extended the COVID-19 state of emergency. It's a glaring example of how any power the government gets, they refuse to relinquish. So Naomi Wolf, someone who's really tracked the expansion of the federal government and its collusion with the private sector too, are you surprised that the Biden regime is still continuing the COVID-19 public emergency how many years out from this whole thing? Right. Uh, sadly, I'm not surprised. Let me go and say congratulations, Natalie. I'm so excited. Thank you. <laughs> job and it really is a, a wonderful uh, testament to, um, you know, the talent of uh, a fabulous journalist. Um, I'm not surprised. Look, in when I wrote a book called The End of America, which predicted, sadly, all of this, uh, I looked at the 10 steps to fascism. And step 10 is martial law or suspending civil law. Step 10 is emergency law. So every would-be dictator everywhere, you know, throughout history um, at least in the 20th century on, has aimed at creating a state of emergency and sustaining a state of emergency, and, and therefore narratives that uh, kind of buttress the fact that we're in an emergency um, are valuable to fascists and to totalitarians. So that's what we're seeing here. The state of emergency was declared um, state by state by state in early 2020. 
it was declared federally. And then every 30 days, every 60 days, uh, President Biden and, you know, evil governors at lower levels have sought to extend the state of emergency for ridiculous reasons. I mean, in New York State, I believe racism, not that it's not serious, but racism in health care provision was the rationale that our government used for the basis Totally. And just hang with us through the end of the break. We're going to get into that. The COVID-19 vaccines, what Pfizer, the newest branch of America's federal government, uh, is hiding from us. Just hang with us. We've got Naomi Wolf and Monica Crowley joining us after the break. A lot of people complain about the state of our country or the way woke corporations treat us and their employees. But it's not enough to complain. We need to change the way the marketplace works. And that starts with you and where you spend your money. In less than a year, Public SQ has grown to be the largest platform of patriotic, freedom-loving businesses the world has ever seen. Whether you want to support a restaurant that only buys from local farms, a coffee shop that took a stand against COVID mandates, or a bank that would never counsel you, counsel you for your political views, Public SQ is your guide. There's also interactive, sensor-free community groups where you can connect with other local members. Here's the best part. It's absolutely, totally free to join. Just go to publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Public, the word, the letters, sq.com. And download the app today, totally free. Simply create an account and begin your search. You can also list your business for free so your local community can start to support you. We can't always change the world, but we can change how and where we spend our hard-earned dollars. Begin your search at Public Square today. Go to publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Welcome back. Not Stephen K. Bannon, Natalie Winters, just for the first hour. We got Matt Gates co-hosting in the second hour, uh, but we still got some time to do some damage, particularly on Pfizer. That's why I have Naomi Wolf on right now. Uh, I want to get into the fact that, you know, it might come as a shock to you guys, but Pfizer is not the most transparent company uh, when it comes to the efficacy and really the, I would say, ramifications, and I use that word specifically, um, of its COVID-19 vaccine. And Naomi Wolf um, and over at the Daily Cause has, of course, done amazing research um, into this vaccine, uh, this mRNA therapy, what it does to people when they receive it. But What's really interesting is how I think Pfizer operates with impunity, right? And it's no surprise that Pfizer and they're all their you know, team of extensive lobbyists um, really, I think, run a lot of these three-letter agencies, whether it's the FDA, the CDC, the NIH, right? There's a really, I would say, compromising and, and really comprehensive, uh, intricate inner, inner workings there in terms of the finances, right? Um, but what's so interesting is that Pfizer was actually required by the FDA, the FDA was trying to do something good, um, to release information, to release reports, because it received this emergency use authorization, um, on the effects of the COVID-19 vaccine on periocarditis, myocarditis, really affecting the hearts of people who receive the vaccine. And they were supposed to release the reports, at least conduct them um, by June 30th, 2022, but at least re uh, release them to the, rep uh, the public by the end of the year 2022. It's now January 12th, and as far as I'm aware, Pfizer hasn't released anything documenting uh, 
really trying to make a case for the safety or the efficacy of these vaccines, at least with regards to myocarditis and pericarditis, let alone you continue to see reports after reports of people sort of mysteriously dying of heart-related complications, people who oftentimes received the COVID-19 vaccine. So I want to bring in Naomi Wolf um, to come back and join us to talk about, first of all, you're probably not surprised that the FDA is allowing Pfizer to obscure and cover uh, what exactly its COVID-19 vaccine is doing to people who take it, specifically their hearts. Um, but what are, what, are your, what are your reactions to it? I mean, again, it's so in your face. It's like putting a Zelensky bust in the, in the Capitol. It's so in your face. Uh, what do you have to say to Pfizer? More importantly, what do you have to say to the FDA? Well, sadly, Natalie, I, I don't think we can even give the FDA credit for trying to do something good because in seeking out, or at least putting on record, seeking out this from Pfizer, they're really engaged in addressing. It's pure theater. Um, I talked yesterday with Steve evening about how the uh, theater of the regulators, the FDA, regulators assess uh, Moderna documentation, documentation is nonsensical because um, the regulators should be looking at the primary source uh, tranche of, of documentation that, that the FDA has, right? And they didn't. They let the FDA spoon feed them. And this is yet another example. I think they're trying to cover their tracks for, for what is what we've already broken as a story in the following sense. Dr. Chris Flowers, who's one of our experts, um, in April of, or May of this past year, 2021, uh, I'm sorry, 2022, published a, a, a report showing that Pfizer and the FDA knew in April and May of 2021 that the mRNA injections damaged the hearts of 35 minors within a week after the injection. And the FDA concealed this information. There wasn't a press release till August of 2021 uh, warning parents that there could be damage to young adults' hearts. And this is after hundreds of thousands of young adults and teenagers were injected with this mRNA vaccine without any knowledge, um, without their parents having any knowledge of the heart damage. So what this looks like to me is a cover-up um, in advance of the investigations in which rightly the FDA and Pfizer are going to be asked, what did you know and when did you know it? And so the FDA is going, oh no, let's find out what they know about heart damage. Well, I'm here to tell you, regrettably, I'm one of the very few people along with Amy Kelly and our 3,500 medical and scientific experts who have gone through the Pfizer documents. All those Pfizer documents went straight to the FDA Natalie. So the FDA knew perfectly well, perfectly well, starting from the end of 2020, that there were thousands of cardiac events, thousands of cases of, of, of uh, myocarditis, pericarditis, clots in the heart, um, hypertension affecting the heart, heart attacks, people dropping dead from heart attacks. This is all fully, fully documented. They had the information and they kept going. So I see this as yet another cynical form of gaslighting the American public to pretend that they had no knowledge, no knowledge. It's like the end of Casablanca. You know, what a shock, what a surprise. There's heart damage. They knew it perfectly well as Dr. Flowers has established from early uh, spring of 2021. and gas stoves, and it's probably so they can have a monopoly on gas lighting, which seems to be what they do best. But you, you must have read my mind because I wanted to get in to the fact about how these mandates, the vaccine mandates, I think the most evil aspect of all this, and, you know, I only recently graduated college, and while I was there, unless you had, you know, 
an exemption or some special sort of treatment, some special policy, they mandated that everybody get the vaccine to be able to go back to school or you'd be treated as an outcast or unable to graduate. And I think that's so evil because that's kids at their, you know, prime uh, reproductive age, right? Childbearing years, you have young kids. And we know that these ramifications affect most heavily either young boys or young young women. Um, And there was actually a very interesting article I was reading on The Atlantic today, and it had to do with another issue, but I think it's two sides of the same coin. And I want to read the title and the, the subheading because it's so egregious. Is defying parents the only ethical alternative? That's the headline, subheading. Instead of rigid rules, educators need the freedom to finesse delicate questions about young students' gender identity. Now, that's crazy, and we could have a discussion about critical race theory and all the horribleness that they're pushing on children in schools. But I really think that this kind of speaks to the vaccine mandates, particularly with younger children, right? It's something that is demonstrably bad for their health, just like gender dysphoria is, just like pushing all these alternative gender identities and drag queen brunches and whatever they come up with a week from now, who knows? And it's evil at the heart of it. So I'm curious from your perspective, and just have a few minutes left here, do you think that these mandates, these pushes, right, as we've talked about the collusion between the FDA and Pfizer, is it all about big pharma profits, right? Have the lobbyists, have they just gotten really good at their jobs? Or do you think that there's something more nefarious at play here with the data that you've uncovered? Well, for sure, these are the right questions to ask, Natalie. For sure, you know, as I point out in my book, The Bodies of Others, the pharma and the injections are the, the weapon or the tool, but the, the motivation is much bigger, as you describe, and the bad actors are, you know, above the heads of even pharma CEOs. And they include, you know, the CCP, which is such a, a manufacturer of these injections. Um, they, they include, uh, you know, heads of state, of course, they include uh, big tech, as I pointed out. But you're, you're asking the exact right question because the goal is a war on humanity and specifically a war on children and on young adults, on the next generation and on the family. And this is a super communist thing to do, right? To interpose the state or, you know, community norms in between children or young adults and their families and to degrade the authority of parents. Um, And you see it with all of these uh, laws that are being passed state by state that are empowering teenagers to make their own decisions about getting injections. Of course, if they're, they're told they'll be ostracized or, you know, can't have a hundred dollar Best Buy gift certificate, you know, that they'll make ill-informed choices without their parents' authority. But it's definitely about weakening the family and disorienting kids. And the other thing that you put, you put together uh, and that I want to highlight is um, in your section with uh, Mr. Pasovic, uh, you, the role of UPenn. So UPenn is also a center of funding the pharma spokesmodels to push these mRNA mRNA injections. And the role of China then is to buy up our elite institutions, notably the Ivy League, right? I was at Yale, Penn, all of these, Cornell, Northwestern, I think you went to University of Chicago, they're all mandating, mandating. They're the last outposts that are mandating the boosters now, which we've established are based on no science at all, full of risk for young adults. So why is that? I really think it's the CCP making war on the next generation of Americans, and especially on the kids of the American elite, and especially on their reproductive health. It's, it's going to be these young adults, young women, who are not going to be able to conceive or bear children um, to term, you know, bear living children. And it's these young men who are going to have heart damage or, God forbid, die young 
on the athletic fields when they're running, when they're you know dying in their sleep, as we're seeing. And this is why I keep saying this is a bioweapon. So absolutely, it's bigger than just pharma profits, sadly. I remember when the saying used to be big government sucks a few years ago, and I think we were so naive then because it's not just big government anymore. It's evil government working in partnership with evil big pharma corporations working in partnership with global uh communist regimes like the Chinese Communist Party, and all three of them together make for a very dark future for America. Thank you so much for joining us. If you could just let people know where we can follow your work, what you're working on, uh, how they can get to Daily Clout and subscribe, please, please let us know. I, I will. And Natalie, I'm sorry that your generation is facing such a mess, but I feel very sure that there's leadership in your generation, including you, to, to grapple with it and overcome it. So you can follow us at dailycloud.io. All 51 reports are there. Um, you can see the primary source documentation. Uh, you can get the book, The Bodies of Others, along with our few juniors book in a box set at allseasonspress.com. And I'm on Substack at Naomi R. Wolf. Thank you so much. And again, congratulations, Natalie. Very exciting. Thank you so much. So we have Monica Crowley on the line. We got about three minutes until break. Um, but Monica Crowley, who is the host of, of course, the fantastic Monica Crowley podcast, she likes to come in hot uh, on Twitter. Tweeted last night, Joe Biden is a national security threat. Impeachable offenses by Biden piling up faster than manure at a pig farm. And I couldn't agree more. I saw those tweets. I was like, I have to have her on to unpack what's going on with these classified documents. And also the curious continuation of Janet Yellen's appointment um, as Treasury Secretary. Monica used to work in the Treasury Department in the Trump White House. So, Monica, if you're there... I'd love to just get a quick, you know, minute, minute and a half summary uh, with your, of course, fiery style, uh, just going off and breaking down what's going on. What's the latest with these classified documents? How does Joe Biden, the Hunter Biden crime syndicate, how do they continue to get away with these impeachable offenses to, uh, at the very least? Well, it's great to join you this morning, Natalie. Congratulations. You're totally killing it, my friend. I'm so proud of you. So rock on, sister, rock on. Um, on the classified documents issue, um, you know, we saw what the regime did to President Trump. They raided Mar-a-Lago. They had uh, so many FBI agents just coming into his personal home, into his personal office. They raided the former first lady's lingerie drawer, apparently, as they were going through her closet. I mean, this was a distinct abuse of power from the regime targeting President Trump once again over a document dispute at Mar-a-Lago. And of course, then they hyperventilated and lied about the nature of those documents. Remember, we heard lies about, oh, President Trump's got the nuclear secrets. He's got the nuclear football in Melania's lingerie drawer. All of it was hyperventilating. It was all lies as they've continued to lie about President Trump in their targeting to destroy him because he is an existential threat to their absolute grip on power. So we saw what happened on the one hand last August with President Trump. Now we're hearing way after the fact of the midterm elections that in fact, President Biden also has classified documents. The difference is that President Biden got busted with having classified documents at not one location, but two unsecured locations. Unlike Mar-a-Lago, which is a secure location, and that he took off those classified documents while being vice president when he had no unilateral authority to declassify anything, unlike President Trump. 
Hang with us through the break. Sorry. We're almost there. Surprised they haven't tried to call this whole story Russian disinformation yet. I guess time will tell. Uh, hang with us. We'll be back in a sec. Offers for free iPhones are usually too good to be true. Just like freedom itself, nothing in life is free. Mobile phone companies not only lock you into long-term contracts, but they also build the price of the phone into your bill with hidden fees. With Patriot Mobile, they can show you how to get the same iPhone interest-free without the games and no contract. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. They offer nationwide coverage on the best 4G and 5G networks because they use the same towers as the major carriers. So you get the same great service while supporting a company that's fighting to preserve our God-given rights and freedoms. Patriot Mobile also offers a performance guarantee. If you're not happy with your coverage, you can switch to either of the three major carriers they provide for free. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon or call their 100% U.S.-based customer service team at 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Bannon. That's B-A-N-N-O-N. If you're fed up with woke companies that don't care about your values or our country, support a company that does. Patriot Mobile. You get there by going to patriotmobile.com slash Bannon or call 972-PATRIOT. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. If you're not on Getter yet, I don't know what you're doing. It's probably my favorite social media platform. Post a lot of pictures there, my behind the scenes, what I do to get a lot of my stories about Chinese Communist Party infiltration on there. I don't know if that'd be allowed on Twitter yet, even though we're grateful for what Elon Musk is doing, as Steve always likes to bring up the financing of that whole arrangement. Uh, all roads may just, in fact, lead to Beijing. Um, and that might be the same case, might also hold true for this whole situation with the classified documents at the Penn Biden Center, right? You have tens of millions of anonymous dollars flowing in from various Chinese-linked entities. Uh, the same lady who ends up as the ambassador to Germany within the Biden White House is the same lady who's blocking investigations into where that money came from and who it went to. Certainly an interesting conflict of interest there while she She's also getting nice swanky dinners in Washington, D.C., probably at taxpayer expense with Hunter Biden. But I want to bring Monica Crowley back in to continue unpacking what's going on with these classified documents and particularly what the political ramifications are. And I'm really into timing, right? Media media has had this story for a long time, right? It was before the midterms. They knew it. They obviously withheld it to try to prevent uh any, I would say, attacks or any any hurt on the Democratic Party uh, in November. Uh, but why are they releasing it now, right? What's the subtext here in the context of the Biden regime, the context of sort of the inner drama of the Biden-Harris camp? Of course, you got people like Susan Rice, is Obama involved? Why now? Why now? Yeah, it's a great question, Natalie. And I think it's one that we need to explore and, and theorize about. So obviously, 
they all knew about these classified documents in the Biden White House long before the midterm elections. They held on to it. There were members of the press who got wind of this as well. Of course, nothing was reported or disclosed until this week, well after, safely after the midterm elections. So obviously they wanted to save the political fallout until after uh, the midterms. That's number one. But I think there perhaps might be something else going on here, which is that Joe Biden doesn't even know what planet he's on, okay? So the only person who thinks that Joe Biden is gonna be the Democratic nominee in 24 is Joe Biden and maybe Dr. Jill, right? That's it. They've got to find a lever to remove him. Then they've got other complications with Vice President Harris, who's the most unpopular vice president probably in American history. So they're going to run her. I don't know. But they do have to uh, leverage Joe Biden out of the 24 race. And how are they going to do it? Well, if Merrick Garland um, supports an independent counsel to look into this the way he did for Donald Trump, because he said too many conflicts of interest with Trump. Well, the same thing applies even more so now with Joe Biden, who is Garland's direct boss. If he goes down this road um, and they really start a true investigation into the absconding of classified documents on the part of Joe Biden as vice president, who had no claim to these, could not declassify them and held them in unsecured areas, all the exact opposite of what President Trump did. If they actually go down this road, they could, in fact, perhaps use it as a lever to remove Joe Biden from the 2024 race. Um, it, it's just speculation on my part. They're going to have to find a reason and a credible one in order to do that. And this might be the road that they are going to choose. We'll see. Certainly circling the wagons. We got a few minutes left here, so we have to do this quickly. Now I understand why Steve is always uh, bouncing around with guests and all. he's always having to invite people back. It's hard to balance with the, the crazy news cycle we have going on. Uh, but you used to work in the Treasury Department uh, under Trump. Uh, so I just wanted to get your quick reaction to the fact that despite her abysmal track record, Janet Yellen uh, sort of has pledged to continue serving um, as Treasury Secretary. And it shouldn't be lost on anyone the same day that the press announces this is basically the same day that Representative James Comer comes out basically telling the Treasury Department, you need to give us the information on these suspicious activity alerts about Hunter Biden, all 150 of them, what he was doing in China, in Ukraine, uh, with, you know, foreign prostitutes, you name it. I'm sure Hunter Biden did it. Um, so what say you as someone who used to work in the Treasury Department? Uh, this glaring example, I would say, of quid pro quo, quid pro Joe, which seems to be the MO of the Biden regime. How can he have Janet Yellen uh, still continue to serve despite her just horrid track record? Well, she's had a horrible economic track record. That is 100 percent true. And, uh, you know, everybody on the Democratic and the left side just fails up. And that includes Janet Yellen. <laughs> But she also performs a very useful function for this White House, which is stonewalling all of these kinds of investigations and reports. Look, more than 150 uh, international business transactions by Joe and Hunter Biden have generated suspicious activities reports or SARS reports um, by U.S. banks to the U.S. Treasury Department. They have been flagged for review by Treasury to see if those business transactions contain illegal or involve illegal activity and or threaten our national security. U.S. banks under the law have to report suspicious activity to the Treasury Department for review. One SARS report is kind of a bad thing or suspicious, right? 
The Bidens now have well over 150. The Republicans in Congress over the last two years have been asking for this information. Yellen and Treasury have been stonewalling the release of that. Now that Comer and the GOP have the majority, they have subpoena power to compel the release of this information. What we do know is that the Biden crime family has been peddling and selling access and information around the world now for many years, going back to when Joe Biden was a senator, certainly when he was VP. God, know what, God knows what he's doing now as president of the United States. So they've been peddling this influence and this access for a long time, most yep. often at the expense of our own national security. So the Republicans in Congress and, and James Comer as head of the Oversight Committee, they now have subpoena power to compel the release of these SARS reports to see exactly what was totally. going on in the crime family with regard to China, Ukraine, and God knows where else. Everything we do, we do as a family, quote Hunter Biden speaking at the DNC. Monica, we got a few seconds here. Tell us where we can catch up on your podcast and get with you on social media. Oh, thank you, Natalie. Yes, it's the Monica Kelly podcast. You can get it wherever you get your podcast, Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher. Please go subscribe. It's free. It'll automatically download. And I bring the key to every single show covering all of these really critical, important important issues because the country is hanging by a thread. So we need all Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Natalie. Thank you. All right, we got Matt Gates hosting the next hour. Thank you so much for letting me host. It's an honor and a privilege. And thank you for Citizen Free Press for giving me a shout out for hosting today. Be back. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. Warroomhealth, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger, better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency.